I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is back in town. Spurs got revenge against Arsenal. And Mitrovic returns to Newcastle. Jose Mourinho, the man who stole the show. You're the special one, and you're Dynamo. Whoa, whoa, Jose Mourinho. We you're love special, you, Jose. Jose. We love you. <laughs> you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Ding I will dong. Not ring ahead. Ding yeah. dong. The wicked witch is dead <laughs> again. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, hey, nah. I've never known Paul Pogba to be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> he, I think he was even happier after the, the, when they won the World Cup. Apparently he was high-fiving at training. <laughs> yeah. There's reports that yeah. to be believed. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike, high five. Michael Carrick had a word with everybody. Yeah. But you know, in the way that, you know, he's really having a word with one person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he said it to everyone. Yeah, but everyone's playing yeah. along. Look, stop shaving stuff into your head, guys. And I'm talking to everyone here. Yeah, you, I'm, Fellaini, yeah. you've gone too wild. Can yeah. you imagine? Paul, you can't have lol. Shaved into your head today. <laughs> oh no, that's going to be a risk, isn't it, for the weekend? No, I, had all, I had already planned to have lol shaved in my head. Yes. It's just a coincidence. It was a scheduled shave. Yeah. <laughs> I've already shaved. Yes, yeah, see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Beside my head. Um, yeah. it, uh, can you imagine Michael Carrick shouting at someone? I can't. No. no. Nah, not really. He seems like a nice chap. But but what do you think about the? I mean, people have been on on the old uh, Twitter saying, "Oh, I can't believe that uh, Jose Mourinho was fired the day after recording." I mean, we recorded a Monday and a Thursday, so it's yeah. not the end of the world yeah, for us. No. Exactly. Yeah, I would have preferred it to happen on the Monday morning, though. Yeah, yeah. But that way you get Fresh. this way you get to have a good run up at it, don't you? Was it before or after on the continent? Before that, oh, that's fine. That. Yeah. Yeah. We talked mm. about his uh, potential uh, next destinations on on the continent, which is out now. So if you want a serious, sober European flavour analysis of Jose uh-huh. Mourinho, go listen to that. Mm. Yes, you're right, Luke. That was a more serious uh, take on on Jose at Mourinho. Times. Yeah, you you won't find us being too serious about. It. <laughs> no. My favourite thing is that a financial expert said that. Sacking Jose Mourinho has increased Manchester United's value by about 170 million pounds. I've got the boot in that much. Wait, Look, that what was I of... saying earlier on? Shareholders, guys. <laughs> yeah. I is that one eye on the bottom line? <laughs> is that a projection based on the money he'd waste in January? Though? <laughs> yeah, and that's the Lowry bill. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they often, are gutted. How often do you reckon they he changed his sheets and all that stuff? Oh well, I worked out that the 537,000 pounds that the which is reportedly the bill at the Lowry for mm. Mourinho is about just over six hundred pounds a night. Which right. is yeah, so that's just for, for that the basics. just be for the for the that's suite. Not a, or that's not yeah. a bad rate for the Lowry, and also like that's probably what he would pay in rent if he rented a really nice mansion. Six hundred pounds yeah. a night. You'll yeah. stay in some nice places, you. Yeah, you do. I mean, you Airbnb it. So I don't know how yeah, you would yeah. know what the rate. would Presumably be, that doesn't include like room service and stuff. He'd be all over. Oh, Jim, I, I hate to think what the actual. Uh, the actual I imagine it looks like you know the hotel room at the end of um, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas yeah, yeah. they've just absolutely destroyed it I, <laughs> yeah, imagine it's I, I know there's a lot of part of references but I'm just thinking about the actual funk when you sort of go in yeah. 
and it's just. Ugh. I don't. I don't think Mourinho's you the know, kind of guy who's not who's got like poor issues with like personal hygiene. I was going to say, it's probably, if, if, you, it's if you're up. resident in a place for too long, like just for too long, I'm not you mean cabin fever. Room, yeah, yeah. No, I think it would be spotless. I think that he would phone up the cleaners all the time and go, "Come on." You yeah, know, there's a there's a yeah. set your watch by it. There's a Peter clean yeah. as anything. Peter, yeah. um, and <laughs> to be semi-serious for a moment, in, in, in anything we we only can really reiterate what we said on Monday, which is that like the situation was clearly becoming untenable. There was oh, no yeah. way he's going to turn it around. The the lowering of expectations has yeah. been masterful for him up mm-hmm. to a point, and it, and it continues to be masterful because he signed a new contract earlier this year mm-hmm. and walks away with a huge amount of money as a payoff, which is obviously as we know is part of his mo these days. And you know, good on him. If yeah. It's good work if you can get it. Mm. Um, but I can understand. I don't know anything about the financial markets, as you guys will no doubt be unsurprised to hear. You but bought I, Bitcoin, but I, yeah, I did. <laughs> I still got it. I can, but I can understand why, as far as I understand it, why, why the, um, why the, why the, the value of the club's gone up because clearly, clearly it's all about positivity, right? It's all about Absolutely. future. It's all about Man United's value is based mm. around effectively winning trophies and being a huge brand. And now that cloud has been lifted. Clearly, they can get to being positive about it again, and that's for me mm. the only way is, you can rationalise the frankly ludicrous appointment of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who's just going to come in there, be nice, and give him more a lift yeah. and be friendly on his six-month loan from his other job. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like um, they they just want a quite almost populist appointment, don't they, to appease people and think, all right, this season's gone weird again, so we'll, we'll make the best of it while we can. I think this probably means that they're perhaps waiting for Pochettino. Maybe or are going to try and get him in the summer. I don't know how successful they'll be with that. Um, but it's sort of like there has to be an acceptance at, at Man United that they've they've got to change things in the structure of the club. They need a director of football. They need they, they need a better transfer strategy. And also, you know, I'm sure they're all aware of this. And as many Man United fans are aware of it, they have to accept that like they are just one club among a lot of big clubs now, rather than the biggest. And that's those days are gone. I I I, I do take that point, but I don't know if that's immediately relevant to the situation they're in. Purely, and the reason I say that is purely because the, the way they've sort of run things recently off the pitch, and, and we talked about on the pitch a lot, but the way they've run it off the pitch, it would disgrace a, a, a small club, yeah. really, wouldn't it? And and mm. so the reason they brought Mike Phelan in, he's you know, a bit of an old pair of hands. There's your 170 hands. million. Mike, more than a Phelan. Right. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to go there and help out. But, but we can't get away from the fact that, one, Ed Woodward who's been running things at the club commercially is a very slick operator and very well respected but football side of it he's out of his depth and he has been for some time but nothing's been done about it and the reason nothing's been done about it is because the Glazers are making their money and that's really all they care about Mm -hmm. but they need to bring someone in you're absolutely right Jim and not only that they need to bring someone in in a director of football role before they hire their permanent manager so that the permanent manager knows the situation he's going into absolutely right that's really important well this is perhaps why they're why they're buying their, their time is or you know biding their time and, and having this quite strange appointment of uh, of, of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, so that they can they can get this in place. So on on the face of it, it might look like it's quite a weird appointment, but they they do have to stop and breathe. That's perhaps been the problem in the post Ferguson time. They haven't but they Jim, haven't they, taken this even... time to go. Hang on, we need to question everything that's happening in about the club and the structure of the club. They've seen a mid-table abyss. Yeah. And it's not that bad. But they, they haven't, it's not like they've hired Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They've hired the Clive Tilsley commentary from 1999 and Solskjaer has won it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, hoping yeah. that's going to be enough for the well, next six Sol- months. Solskjaer, Sorry, loaned it. Yeah, loaned it. Yeah. Solskjaer has um, that famous clip of him in a post-match where he's asked about Liverpool's chances of winning the title uh, when he was at Cardiff, I believe. And Solskjaer just turns, turns to the guy and says, 
I, I couldn't give less of a toss. Like, I'm, really? I'm, and just walks off. Because he loves United Because he so loves much. United yeah. so much. And I think that had a lot to do with it, especially getting fired after uh, the Liverpool result. Yeah. Well, he was Man United Reserves coach for three years, few, th- three years yeah. I think, which on one, side, on one hand doesn't mean that much, but he is aware of the runnings of the club from a coaching point of view there's a clip just a, he's not just a former player no there's a clip of him uh, coaching and it really makes me giggle because he, when he gets shouting, excited, he's, he's got a very high voice and he's when he gets yeah. excited he's going if you guys are boss take a shot take a shot yeah i've seen but that. Now, take a shot i mean it, it, really like not bad advice to be honest in the man united it, 2018. Yeah. It, it is slim pickings though i mean if you think it's it, very slim pickings but i think what jim said is you know he, he may be um a populist uh Choice, which is all in vogue in Europe, sadly. <laughs> these days. Um, but uh, he, he he does know the runnings of the club a little bit from that stint as, as reserve that manager. That was seven years ago, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, but he, I'm saying that he has he is aware from a coaching point of view a little bit of the club. So standards he, expected. Yeah, true. No, yeah. I'm just saying this is not. Um, Here's a question for you, Marcus. If he didn't score that winner in the Champions League final in 1999, mm-hmm. is he considered for the job? Of course, I don't think he is. I know. I th- <laughs> you I think know. it's just that? I know. I, I, th- I know. I, th- I know. No. No. Obviously, don't take it literally. The point, the point is, he's written himself into Man United folklore yes. by doing that. No, because which I think, gives him a far better chance. Okay, okay, so, 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 yes. So he's a popular figure at the club, and Mark because, partly supporters. because of that, right? Yeah, of, co- of course, yes, uh, of his career. So if you're going to go for somebody, <coughs> but he is also a coach. I mean, yeah, okay, it's only mm-hmm. Mulder, Mulder, um, yeah. or whatever you, however you pronounce it. So he's an actual coach. This is. This is not, say, um, Monaco getting in Thierry Henry, who had no experience as a number but one. But that's a big story, isn't it? I think if you got, like, I don't know, Sam, big Sam in uh, until the end of the season, that just continues, that just starts a new narrative. Yes. This is very much, it's like Ryan Giggs yeah, been taking yeah, over for a few months. It's almost it's, like they're saying, don't worry about it. Yeah, There's nothing to see about here. It. Yeah. Say, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. When th- It's not really news that he's here. Just he's he's he, we've got him for yes. in the next four months. Let's just uh, go with that, and, and we'll. And find I think I think return. I think you'll have the feel good factor around the place because of of Shawshank. for a bit anyway. Yeah. Result or, or, well, or the, the negativity vacuum. I think that's I think that's <laughs> yeah. basically it. I think what they're looking at sure. now is they're not going to get someone in permanently because they need to reassess the whole bloody thing. So it is until the end of the season. And it's so also hard to prize manage at this point. Completely. So yeah. what do you do? So, as you say, Peter, I think you're right. They, 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 yeah, nothing to see here, all that kind of stuff. Who it's like can... when Keggy re- returned to Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Took him down almost. Um, and then Alan Shearer finished it off. Exactly. But, I mean, I, I, I former players is not always a good idea. I do, I do, but I do think that with, with Solskjaer, it's a case of... I mean, what, what are you... I mean, United still need to understand that they are an elite club, right? Sure. It's the, you can't just... I, I know he's a coach. But this is Roberto Di Matteo going to Chelsea, I would say more. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a similar thing. Yeah. But, Won the Champions League, I mean, did like, they not? Yeah, they did, and that went fine. But but, but the, the point I was going to make mm-hmm. was just that, yes, it's fine to remove negativity from a club and replace it with positivity, and we can all understand why people are doing that. But at some point, I wonder whether they sort of forgot that they're Man United. And that positivity isn't necessarily going to translate over when you're dealing with elite players. You're talking about someone who's notable, like Paul Pogba, who's their most expensive player, if you don't count Sanchez, who's out at the moment in terms of wages, you can't seriously understand or, or expect a player like him who's been so difficult already, okay, that might have been a clash of personalities, to be fine with the idea of, oh yeah, I know, but he's quite smiley and he scored a goal 20 no, years I ago. So, Which is uh, why they've brought in Mike Phelan as well. More than a yeah. feeling. Mike, more than a feeling. Carrick um, has been on the coaching staff. He'll still be there. Now, I'm not saying, no, don't worry guys, Carrick's there. there there's your fourth spot. But I, I think that the whole coaching staff... That, I, I, the thing is, what, what I don't really disagree that elite, much with anyone an saying because level, I do think it's a bit of a ridiculous. They should be bringing someone, an elite level coach, in 
if they want a temporary coach. But the problem is an elite coach wants to put his own stamp on the club, will mm-hmm. want to elevate his own career um, further and further. Well, and want to stay need? there longer, which starts another narrative completely. Yeah, yeah. What if that coach starts doing it amazingly? This is kind of a perfect free hit for Man United. He has to go back to Mulder unless they want yeah. to keep him. Yeah. They're not going to keep him because he's just, he's all going to fucking slosh over. Yeah, 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 excuse yeah. my language. But it's, 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 it's a perfect situation. If it goes badly, yeah. he disappears. Right. If, he, if it goes well, thanks very much, club legend, mm. uh, cement. See you later. For me, it's almost like they're, um, it's not that they've forgotten that they're Man United. It's like they're sort of scrambling around down the back of the sofas. Trying to find it. Trying to find their Man Unitedness and but hoping I, that that will dig them out of this situation. But I think this shows that they are thinking that they are Man United. So they, they're doing that with Scholzhar. Whereas what they really need to find is a manager to them what Gus Hiddink was to Chelsea. Oh, yeah, yes. quite. And, and the problem is that if you go for someone like Gus Hiddink, it's kind of like, oh, well, he's, he's a bit... If you go for a manager who's a bit established and whatnot, it is a kind of a, a bit of a plea and a bit of a, uh, we don't know where we're going, you come and save us. Whereas if they point Scholzer, it's kind of like, no, we know what we're doing. He's a former guy. He understands. It's a bit like that sort of Barcelona ethos of mm. it doesn't really matter what your CV is. If you're what if you've got the DNA of this club, you can come here. And I think that's what they're doing. And we shall see if it comes back to bite them on the arse. Get yeah. the Singh family. You know the uh, seeker guys that sit behind the dugout in every uh, yes, match and yeah. have done for the last. Yeah. They've been, I mean, they're get them in the dugout. Get them a row in front. Yeah, yeah. it's not a big change, is it? No, I, they've, they've seen everything. Yeah. they've seen feast and famine. Get them in a free hit. They haven't, seen, they haven't seen Fanny. What, one, uh, <laughs> they're Man United fans. What, one, um, one person who's got his feet up in front of the uh, in front of the cauldron having yeah. a good time at this point is Neil Warlock. Yeah. Ahead of the game this weekend. And he conjure up something yeah. against them. Oh, big Ollie coming back yeah. against his old club. Cardiff are 11 to 2 to inflict more misery on Man United than win the game uh, this weekend. £10 with bet365 returns at £65, including stake. You don't know what elixirs he's got up his wizard sleeve. That's all I'm saying. Do you think he'll be gutted to not be facing Mourinho? Uh, I don't think he gives a damn. I think he smells blood. I think and he's going to put it in a potion. I think that... <laughs> <laughs> Who would... Who on earth would have thought last week that we would refer to this game as the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer derby? Yeah, yeah. quite. Well, but that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, if, if, if Man United fans want to get positive about this Solskjaer thing, notwithstanding all the stuff we've talked about there, they really are going to have to get selective amnesia about his time at Cardiff. <laughs> I know it's a different situation, but it was bad. It was very bad. The thing is, though, if they win and if they win in a way that isn't completely turgid, as they were doing under Mourinho when they did win, it'll be a, it'll be a boost, right? That'll, that'll feel yeah. really positive. When it comes to the reality of watching that game, it, it, will, it will be, hopefully for them, um, an injection of positivity that they need. And the thing that fascinates me about this, if I may bring it back to Jose for a bit as well, before we talk about Cardiff, is like, if Mark Hughes, who I find very tedious, gets sacked, I don't care what happen ne- happens next. When Jose Mourinho gets sacked, who I find far more tedious, yeah. I'm fascinated by what oh, he does yeah. next. He's got he's an X-Factor, that's what isn't he? Yeah, he's got it's an X-Factor. Mad thing. And if you, if you are interested in what's next for Jose, uh, genuinely, On the Continent um, is out now and, and Andy and James do a really good analysis of the options available to him and it's well worth a listen. But um, man, I've noticed about Cardiff in the Premier League, they've gone loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Oh. Literally. So they're due a win and they mm. could have a win at home to Man United this weekend on that entirely scientific <laughs> analysis. I, I read a very interesting thing um, um, about Callum Patterson and how Neil Warnock has, has moved him from being a sort of very, very sort of bustling, robust midfielder to a, to a focal point up front. And it's yeah. really been working for them because he's very, very good in the air. And uh, it, it's just giving them a, a little bit extra, a little bit of muscle th- that they've I needed. Think, I think Patterson's got a lot of potential, you know. He's got mm. four goals in the Premier League this season already. He's quite young uh, as well. Yeah, he's 24, I think. Um, he looks like he's... He's one of those guys that at first, um, first 
glance. He you looks think, a bit, why is that lorry driver playing for? Yeah, Cardiff? he looks a bit like a, it looks a bit of a donkey with respect. <laughs> yeah. If there is respect in that statement, um, but he's actually quite versatile. I mean, he's yeah. played like right back before and stuff. Mm. You know, so he's got he's got a lot of strings to his bow, and I think this could be sadly for Cardiff fans if they were to get relegated, it could be one of the guys who breaks through in a sort of almost Andy Robertson type. Way. I'm not saying he's good as Andy Robertson, mm. but you, you understand. Yeah, why yeah, yeah I know it's comparable. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, I wish Man United have gone for a Brucey bonus. You know, former players and all <laughs> that. Paul there Lynch, we are. Paul Ince was. Did you hear Paul Ince? No. He was. He was. He spent ages on the radio saying that he thinks it should be Mark Hughes or Steve Bruce. And people were saying, God. People were saying, <laughs> literally like saying, have you not seen what they've been doing recently? What, what, what? I would have more respect for it if he just said, and I, I've met Paul Ince, he's yeah. a nice chap, mm-hmm. but I would have more respect for him said if he me. said, if he just went, do you know what? I like the job. Do you know what, Pete? Mark Hughes and Steve Bruce, they're my friends. Yeah. I like them yeah. personally, <laughs> so I'd like to see the manager. I United. think he's saying that so <laughs> That's people... what he means. No, but I... I think he's saying that to remember the generation before Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. Brian Robson, get him in. Yeah. Player manager. Yeah, Robbo back. But, but you're right, Luke, because if, if Pete got the job, I'd Oi. be absolutely delighted. Like, yeah. I, I would be ecstatic and so pleased with Pete. It'd be an absolute disaster. But you're not pundit and saying he should get exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right, we must move on. Uh, Wolves are playing Liverpool uh, at home. Liverpool kicked the weekend's uh, action off on Friday night, of yeah. course, at, uh, in Wolverhampton. Um, and if Liverpool win here, of course, they'll uh, they'll be five points ahead of Manchester City. It's that kind four, of thing. Four, I believe. Uh, four points ahead of Manchester mm. City. Put um, the pressure on them. Well, this is it, isn't it? We've yeah. not seen this this City team have to sort of catch up. Um, certainly not since Guardiola's really got them clicking and being the team that he wants them to be. So it'd be interesting to see what that does to their mindset. And I'm yeah. I'm excited by that. They've got they've got they've got a title race on. Well, we just assume we would have one. On the Wolves side of the ledger, they've had a great December. You know, mm. I mean, we've had a few Wolves fans get in touch saying that we haven't mentioned them enough. And you know, apologies for that. Of course, we can't mention every team every week. But to be fair, they've had a great December. They beat Chelsea, which we we did talk about, I think, and they beat Newcastle United away from home. With apologies to Mister Donson, and they followed that up with a solid win against Bournemouth. Who let's not forget, because the way the Premier League coverage goes these days, Bournemouth were flavour of the month about yeah. six weeks ago, weren't they? Well, that's right. Talking about them, and Wolves dispatched them, you know, two 0 So Wolves are definitely a. Um, Definitely a concern in this game. They don't score many goals today. Well, that's the problem. But they're quite solid. They're very solid at the back. I mean, uh, um, Santo was was purring at their uh, their defensive. A performance against uh, Bournemouth was it you were saying one two nil yeah and, and they've only conceded nineteen goals uh, mm. which only the top four sides have conceded less than them so they've got the fifth best defensive record in the league I believe mm. at, the, at the moment and which is which is very impressive but they've only scored nineteen as well yeah. I think in the what is it now in the they're the, the lowest scorers in the top thirteen I if mean, you will conceded ten fewer <laughs> goals than Man United this yeah. That's crazy. And I think the, the thing that I'm so impressed with Wolves about is how they just, they don't fear anyone, do they? They, they relish mm. these sort of games. Like a lot of teams in Wolves' position, having come up, even when you're doing well and you're flying high, you, I, I quite you like, don't want um, to be playing Liverpool. The, the, but they, the, I don't think they'll approach but it. But like I quite that. like the way Nuno's approached it because the first, um, it might have even been the first 10 games of the season, didn't change a thing. And it was almost mm. like he was saying, look, we'll give you a chance to breathe, give you a chance to get used to it. And when I did the Ramble Meets with Matt Taylor, he talked a lot about getting promoted with Portsmouth into the Premier League, but he got injured at the end of the season, right? So for the start of the next season, the Premier League, he wasn't ready. And he said it was astonishing how difficult it was <laughs> yeah. when he first started. It, and, it, and so I think Nuno's been aware of that. And he said, you know, we've worked really hard to get here. I'm going to give you trust and give you time to get things right. Of course, that's a big gamble, but it started okay for them, didn't it? You did. And now it... he's starting to make changes around. And they are, they are a much more uh, well-resourced club than some other teams around them. Is oh, for sure, place, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that goes without saying, of course. But the credit where credit's due. And mm. I think that you're right, Luke, when he's, he, he stuck with his side. Yes, it's a gamble if you stick with your, your side 
for the first 10 games and you end up getting two points or something, you think, why on earth did you not change it? But yeah. uh, there is something to be said for that. And I think, you know, if you look at, say, Fulham, Fulham, Jukanovic was just like, uh, okay, let's change it up every week. Mm. And it, and you'd rather have a settled side. And Mourinho did that as well. Well, he did, yeah. yeah. It never seems to really work that way if you're changing all the time. You need some, uh, you need a, a, a settled side and then start tweaking it here and there. And that's what um, he's done. Uh, and, and they, and, and as you say, there's no talk of Wolves going down. They are yes, they have the money, Peter. You're absolutely right. But you've got to spend it wise. You, you've got to do something with that. There's no point in having a platform and not knowing what to do with it. Do Wolves live in boroughs? Um, no. Nothing I say next will make any sense. Carry on then. Say it anyway. (laughs) Carry on. Well, if I may go back to my point. (laughs) Um, I thought uh, you finished your point. uh, Is that they they are acting, as soon as they got into the Premier League, it's like, we are a Premier League club. Yeah. We're not a newly promoted side. We're not here to make up the numbers. We're not going to try and scrape results. We are established now. We're mm. going to be in for the Premier League for a long time. They have that aura about them, Jim, that you perhaps were saying earlier. Mm. And and yes, of course, that helps with the money. It helps with established styles and so on. But you've still got to execute I it. I think that's right. I, think I've been, I, I was at Molyneux earlier in the season and um, the impression you got from speaking to people around there is just not that we're, oh yeah, we're in the Premier League. It's like we're back where we belong now. Exactly. And it's easy to say that when you've got back in, but they, the mentality is so important. And for a club that's not been in the Premier League that much, they yeah. were the, they were always the side years ago who everyone always thought, oh, are they ever going to come up? Yeah. Now they did, of course. They came so, up twice, once in t- 2003 and once after that as well. Yeah, but before 2000, uh, yeah, the early noughties, whenever it was, they were always hanging around the t- top yeah. half of the Championship and they never quite did it. So if they get into the Premier League, there could be a bit of a vibe around the club going, oh, how long is this going to last? That doesn't seem to be there. Uh, we see with Manchester City struggling, not so much these days so much, but maybe in the Champions League. They didn't, but oh, we've not got any pedigree in this competition. Mm. It's taken a little while to get rid of that. Whereas Wolves, it doesn't seem to be a problem. Mm. So, um, so there we are against uh, Liverpool. It'd be an interesting one. Yeah, they're six to one Wolves to beat Liverpool um, with bet three six five ten pound return seventy pound including stake. Yeah, it wouldn't be the biggest surprise ever if they were to inflict Liverpool's first Premier League defeat this season. So, well, it would be for Dayan Lovren. Be a great start. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been chipping off again. It would. <laughs> how can they lose a game when they've got the best defender in the world? Uh, but um, you've but, misquoted him there. Well, I did it on purpose. Uh, <laughs> but a great, a great game to start off the weekend's football, though. Very much sure. so. Yeah. Very yeah. much so, brother man. And let's brother finish man. the first half uh, in fantastic fashion with some emails with PTD. Yeah, just a quick couple. Uh, pre- where's, where's the bees? A pre-Christmas tree. If you want them, yeah, you can have I love them. the bees. Pete's trying to mm. transition away from the bees and perhaps into something new. Yeah. And you're... Oh, no, there it is. The <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pete. You've got mail. It was always just a mixed kind of like feeling, so I, I, I never know whether you guys want it or not. I, 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 for the record, let's do this. Let's air right, our dirty right, laundry. Right, let's vote. a little production I, meeting. I, I, referendum on air. I, I always want it unless it's going to be replaced with something even better. So okay, yeah. Marcus, um, bees or no bees? Uh, to be or not to be? I'll have the Norwegian bees, please. Bees for me, please. Right, okay. I like yeah, the bees too, so the bees stay. Oh, okay. I know, I no, I, I thought you were a bit I don't know what Marcus's vote was. No, hang on. I thought you were... Uh, unanimous. I was, you got, I was projecting... On to you guys. My vote actually was ways. with Luke. If there's something better, great. The referendum the has been. The referendum is clear. Beaks it means let's beaks it. Have another, <laughs> let's have another referendum. Okay. Uh, Johnny Gibson, may I just say that Jim Campbell's voiceover work on recent Ramble adverts is quite tremendous, and I feel this needs to be appreciated. <laughs> oh, that's well, nice, that's sweet. Thank you. Well, yeah, yeah. we Cheers, are all available Johnny. for more. I, mean, Cheers, I, don't, I don't think Jim's bad here. I just maybe I haven't no. taken the time to to, to, to tell you, Jim. You know, yeah, but you were as, as, as a great Elvis said. You're always on my mind. <laughs> there are things I could have said and done. I just never took yeah. the time. You're always on my mind. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. 
<laughs> uh, hi lads loving the increased Neil Warnock Warlock coverage on the show following his promotion back to the Premier League it's a story that needs to be told it really is mm. I um, I remember listening to an interview with ex-pro Michael Brown pro's a bit rough isn't it um, <laughs> um, who played hang on a minute whoa 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 he had a good career brownie yeah, yeah but he, yeah, you saw him a on a bike that time yeah he's a bit of a, a weird party day. boy wasn't he um, uh, basically uh, the team uh, Brown said that the team for the Saturday game had been announced at the start of the week and that the 11 had been training meticulously all week in preparation Midfielder Andy Parkinson had been selected for a rare start. However, on the morning of the game, Warnock start, sat the starting 11 down and announced that Parkinson would no longer be joining the uh, starting 11 because Mrs. Warnock had had a dream the previous night that Paul Pescasolido, the other midfielder and Marcus Lookalike, uh, would score that afternoon and so would, would be uh, starting in his place. To make matters worse for Parkinson, Warnock decided he no longer wanted a place in the matchday squad and he was told to keep his suit on and watch from the stands. Wow. There you go. He's definitely a Warnock. Well, even, even his wife's Wait. doing incantations. Pescasolido. Pescasolido did not score in nah. that, so that just might. means that Neil's wife you know it's some, a little crush yeah. on what on, it means on Jim Marcus <laughs> right? Karen Brady said hands off uh, yeah. <laughs> some of the incantations will be false it's a bit Ram on uh, Dominic a little bit that, yeah. Yeah, a little bit Barry bit. Fry yeah. <laughs> love a bit of that yeah. anyway uh, that's it if you want to get to the show Show at the footballramble.com. Yeah. Pete yeah. always gets confused about emails and addresses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do 50 podcasts. That's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, ladies and gentlemen, after the break, we're going to talk about Everton's Spurs. See you in a moment. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's no doubt what I have done on, on Saturday after the game is disgusting. Merry Christmas. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully people are still enjoying 12 rounds of Christmas, Marcus. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? I've got one every day between now and Christmas Eve inclusive. Is today video games? I think it's fair to say that it's... Um, I don't think it is. I is think it, it, oh, I don't give it away. I think it might That's be... Right. It's already out. Oh, sorry. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it might be outfield players and goal today. Oh no, oh. outfield players and goals were yesterday. Oh, was it? Okay. So video games should be today. Okay. Very get, much my forte. Get, getting the thumbs up from mm. over there. Pete mm. Donaldson, a, a Pete Donaldson driven yeah. video yeah. games mm. and football special. Right? Another wall. It was it was wonderful. Mm. So wonderful. much so actually that we played FIFA on a weird mode afterwards, didn't oh, we? Going goodness, up and down yeah. the pitch. Yeah, you what got, you you got sick. Deviants. I enjoyed it. I quite <laughs> like it. It gave me. You got like. Travel sick, didn't you? Uh, it was scurvy, actually. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Everton are at home to Tottenham Hotspur, who beat Arsenal in the uh, League Cup 2-0. Apparently it was only the second time Spurs uh, have won away at Arsenal since 1993. It's really annoying that. We it's had one of those to believe. recently. I had a derby recently. It was knackering. I was <laughs> hoping after that that was just done. Yeah, but now on... The, don't play the league results just to draw every time if it's a cup game the mascots take penalties it's too stressful yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean well, Arsenal very much did approach the game in that fashion yeah. well Arsenal actually were unlucky with some chances I mean they they had they had their moments yeah well, I got yeah. the feeling that Spurs were sort of in control of the game though yeah true they, they were okay I'll tell you, I mean the, the nature of the goals suggests I'll tell you what that, the, the Kane the tactics uh, worked very well yeah Sun uh, obviously with a lovely goal but Delhi Halley Pete really Donaldson good. I thought when somebody posted on the WhatsApp group that's a lovely goal. I was like, I thought we were talking about the sun goal. I was like, yeah, it was all right. 
And then I was in the middle of, um, I was on the radio and I was talking and I actually went, welcome to Absolute Radio. It was so, <laughs> I saw it out of the corner of my eye, I was going, what a goal. did he just do that? And, and that Amazing. Th- and that ball through from Kane came about a minute after he came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible, really. Yeah, Beautiful. Uh, uh, just the way, yeah. abs- just the way he sort of strokes it like a golf mm. club. Yeah, I mean, Magical. Yeah, but I mean, there's you, also you, a sort of dismissive kind of, um, nature to it as well, isn't it? Real... <laughs> yeah, I don't need you anymore, yeah. ball. Cast that to the side. Yeah. Cantona um, RS, very Cantona RS. If, you, if you're interested in what Pete sent on the WhatsApp group um, <laughs> when uh, Delhi scored the goal, um, with apologies for the, for the bad language that Pete might want to bleep later, um, I hadn't seen Delhi's goal. Fuck a duck and then spoon it to sleep and start a life with it and make a more honest duck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up how you felt uh, about that mm. goal. It Lovely was, one. So, you rarely get to see goals of such quality uh, I, in any <laughs> sphere of football. I, I, I hate to bring the mood down, but mm. I'm going to have to do it ever so slightly, okay. uh, very quickly. Obviously, very disappointing to see Deli Ali hit with the bottle from someone yeah. in the crowd oh, again. Yeah. And, and that's notable anyway. That's worthy of discussion and, and, and worthy of, of, of condemnation, of course. But... It's a bit. I'm not. I'm not equating it with the incidents we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But I'm starting to notice mm-hmm. a bit of a pattern. Or yeah. I'm sure we all are yeah. of the way people in the crowd at football games are starting to behave. Mm-hmm. It's entitlement Un- for me. Unacceptable. Yeah. Needs to be stopped. And um, good on Deli Ali for putting his fingers up because um, I think you know there's nothing wrong with giving a bit back. Um, again, just just people stop doing this. Just stop. Mm-hmm. People who do. I like to think people who listen to our show aren't doing it. Yeah, but if you are if they thinking could, they about it, they wouldn't be that accurate. If, yeah. if you're thinking about it, don't do it. Yeah. Don't it's, be, it's, it's got to the point, ridiculous. it's beyond on Fulhamish. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Absolutely right. <laughs> Bloody right. Um, and can I also finish off by saying that Gazzanigo is an excellent keeper. Whenever I see him, he's always very good. Yeah. Was, he didn't he have a personal connection with Pochettino? So there was, it was funny because when he was at Southampton, he moved to Spurs either with Pochettino or very shortly afterwards. And people were making the joke that he's from the same hometown as him. That's right. And he just fancies a bit of, bit of a taste of home. But he's proven himself. But he's done really well. He's really improved. Now, mm. Every time I've seen him, he's been he's been excellent. He really has. Clean sheet against Arsenal. Can't always be to be cherished, Jim. Can't always be to be cherished. Look forward to Spurs inevitably either piling in against Chelsea <laughs> or losing the final against Man City. Indeed, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, what a lovely old draw for Manchester City there. Yeah. I mean, for, for any neutral, you're thinking, oh, you know, it might be interesting for Pochettino to, to get that first trophy win or something like that. And, nah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We know you're not specifically <laughs> thinking that, Jim. You prefer... Well, anyway, let's not get into how Manchester City got their money. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Manchester City against Burton Albion, but Chelsea against Tottenham Hotspur. Jim Fagazola was pleased to get Spurs, obviously, in the, the Chelsea uh, backroom staff because he wanted to some sort of revenge over them. And I thought, well, could end up badly like it did it's last time. It's hard to call that one, isn't it? It over is. Over two legs. Yeah, but we look forward to it, certainly. Um, Spurs, at the moment in the, in, the, in the league, are six points off Liverpool at the top. They don't face any big sides over the Christmas period. Now, Liverpool play Arsenal on 29th of December. Then Liverpool play Manchester City on the 3rd of January. Mm. That is a biggie. Mm. Which yeah. I'm surprised because it wasn't that long ago they played in the league. So that'll be those two, in terms of league games, that'll be that done and dusted between the two of them. Um, but, but, but going back to Spurs, can people start to take Spurs' top challenge a little bit more seriously now? Well, I said, I said that either on Monday or last week that um, you know they've got to be considered dark horses. They really have, purely because they've played, and I mentioned this uh, at the time, They've played a lot of away games. Yeah. Mm. They've had a lot of um, upheaval. Uh, and they're still really, I mean, as, far, as close as anyone can be, is keeping pace with what mm-hmm. is a record-breaking season, literally, for, yeah. for other teams. So yeah. when, when I don't personally agree with this being allowed, but that's another story. When all these front-loaded away games get out of the way, which they sort of seem to have done now, and Spurs start playing a lot of home games in the second half of the season, potentially, we're, we're led to believe, in a new stadium, which you'd think would give them a boost anyway mm. if they handle that properly um, when they actually get in there. 
mean, you know, it's, it's not beyond the realms of possibility no. they could go close. Yeah, like, I mean, they really could. I, mean, I find it very impressive that they've not drawn a game yet. They have lost four, which is obviously, you know, the, the, you would think they probably don't have many losses left if they want to sort of stay in touch with the title. But not, not drawing a game, it, it just shows you how good they are at like, grinding stuff out when they absolutely mm. have to. That, that, the well, that Burnley game, for example. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but Danny Murphy was saying on the TV, I think it was on the TV or the radio a while back, saying in context of Spurs not signing any players and how, you know, it's a disaster. But, uh, Murphy obviously can be quite sort of cantankerous. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes he says it just for, you know, just for, for sake of a good old fashioned debate. But he was saying, and I sort of was quite convinced by it, he was talking about his time at Fulham and saying that it's great when you're playing well and you've got a settled team. Everyone knows their jobs. And yeah. maybe one person drops out and someone comes in, but they know their job. Mm-hmm. And it can really galvanise you. You mm-hmm. all know what you're doing every week. And he said, there's absolutely no excuse just to sign in players for the sake of it. So it might, I mean, it sounds like a bit of a, a sort of PR job by Pochettino saying, oh, I'm pleased we didn't sign anyone mm-hmm. or whatever. But it could work in their favour. If they don't tie down the stretch, it could work in their favour. Yeah, and I think as well, a few months ago, again, all this sort of stadium business, where, where are they going to play? That, that can cause a bit of confusion yeah. and unrest among the players. Certainly did with the well, fans well, and it, also with Pochettino when he just hinted that you know I don't know about staying here long term or whatever he said now again take that with a pinch of salt of course he also said he basically implied that he's tired of batting that question away so yeah and and who knows whereas now Spurs they, they have kicked on they're through in the Champions League they're playing Dortmund which is both sides will fancy that yeah and it could be that should be a that should be a hell of a game. It should be a great time. time. I think it's a tie draw personally. In in terms of uh, entertainment quite possibly um I don't, I don't know. They, they, they've the four losses. What was it? Arsenal away. I mean, that's a derby, so that that can happen. And yeah. Arsenal were particularly good. They lost to Liverpool and Manchester City at Wembley. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, and the thing is, I think what we were highlighting certainly, and others were, is that they were distinctly second best in those games. And I think they lost away to Watford. Was it? They did um, lose away to Watford. Yeah. So that, I was at the Man City game, and it was just a bit of a drab affair. Like, I don't it, think it would happen now. If there they was played that pitch each other. situation. There was, it was but a bit I think non-starter. Really. But I think now Spurs seems to have sort of got themselves together because yeah. when we looked at the table a few months ago or a couple or a month or two ago people were thinking oh blimey yeah Spurs they're, they're having a better season than yeah. than one thought because of the odd defeat here and there and, and the manner of it well I just think they're getting themselves together I also think actually everyone's looking at this stadium thing as if it's going to be a big problem for them that they couldn't move when they wanted to and they'd be at Wembley for too long but actually if they're in, if they're in form which you, there's no reason to expect they, they won't be at any point in the season really moving into a stadium when you're already in, in flow and when everybody's up and feeling good is far better than moving in at the start of the season when everyone's sort of recovering from the summer yep. and no one knows what's going to happen yeah. and everyone's getting up to speed so good I think point. and looking at looking at the actual like footage from inside it, it it's a very similar obviously size to Wembley it's absolutely yeah. gigantic looks fantastic Fantastic. Dortmund looks style stand looks as like well. the curtain raiser might be Newcastle as well. Yeah. Very good. Well, that's the draw between Spurs and Everton is five to two with Bet365. So £10 returns, £35, including stakes. Sorry to jump in there, Jim, but I just thought I'd get that in there while I could. Yeah, mm. I mean, this match is a chance for Marco Silva to pit his wits against uh, my, one of the my, big boys. My opinion of Everton is continually covered, uh, sorry, um, sort of coloured by that performance in September against West Ham, which I think was at home, they got beaten three-one. Yarmolenko scored a couple, mm-hmm. and they were terrible that day. Yeah, oh, they've improved uh, since, and they have, only yeah, won they once have. in the last six. Yeah, it's not, it's not great, it's not great for them. But I, I believe in Marco Silva. I mean, at some point, I'm going to have to get to the point where I don't believe in him yeah. anymore. <laughs> but I still do believe in him. Yeah, we all believe in him. Let's move on then uh, to Newcastle United against Fulham. Mitrovic will be back at his old club. He's just been voted Serbia Player of the Year. That's not bad, is it? That's not too shoddy, is it? He's got a few goals this uh, this season, of course, for club You haven't mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's the matter, Peter? Are you jealous? Oh, yeah, I'm just saying he's going to have a um, less fruitful 
end to the season that he Mate, had. If you, if, if you don't want to be with him, let him be happy with someone else. Right. <laughs> I'll mean, tell you what, he's, he's in pretty good company, old uh, Mitrovic. I mean, previous winners of this this award are Dejan Stankovic, Kolarov, Ivanovic, mm. Matic, Dusan Tadic. Uh, going back a bit further, and players like Savicevic and Miatovic. There you go. There you go. What a tradition that is. He's whacking them in. And you know how much of a confidence player he is. That'll give him a real boost, mm. I reckon. I think so. Yeah. The, pro- the problem with um, I think that much is I think Newcastle. I think they see. I think they've got like Manchester United and Liverpool. I think they play over the Christmas. They period. definitely play United. Yeah. Uh, maybe Chelsea as well. And and this might be a chance for them to pull away from the pack, like Jim said last time. But I think. The way that uh, Fulham are playing, they're playing quite deep. Mitrovic just does not prosper for, no. from it from a deep lying uh, yeah. team. Mm. So, like, there's it's kind of it, there's kind of an argument not to play him when they're defending so deep and when they're trying to get their defense right. It's kind of uh, oh, they I will play. Him. They will I, play. They have to play. I know, but like he does all of his best work in the in yard box, and I think Newcastle might have a chance if they. But he can he can pull um, he can pull defenders all over the place. That's the thing. He can, yeah, but, but what it, Pete's but saying is it, it's he's difficult. better in the box, isn't he? But it's difficult when he's not getting much. He's feeding off mm. scraps. And and, and Adoy was beaten for pace every time he was uh, taken on against West Ham. He was absolutely beating ends up. And DeAndre Yedlin's back for Newcastle. Um, um, uh, Rafa seems to really, really rate Atsu for his pace, if not his end delivery. On mm. I think the shot. problems Fulham have got are well, the problem was the the play, way they were playing under under the, the old manager whose name escapes Kanovic. Um, but they, he shuffled it around an awful lot. What they need to do is they need to play McDonald and Seri, mm-hmm. and they need to play Kenny in front of them. Well, Kenny's been out injured. For he's a he's bit. back now, isn't he? He's back now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kenny's uh, he's a delightful player. Uh, you know, he was one of the best players in the championship. The problem is he just doesn't. Get the, t- the defense against was it against West Ham? Where oh, Antonio well. scored. My goodness me! I yeah. mean, they've got that's so basic that you don't. It doesn't matter what players the, you play. If problem, you're going to do that, you're in trouble. The real problem for Fulham is that their, their defense has been very piss poor, as we know this season. But at the start of the season, we saw them against Spurs at Wembley, and and it looked like they could ship a load of goals. Now Spurs only scored three goals that day, but Fulham still had something going forward. They still troubled Tottenham. Fulham yeah. had sort of like 20 shots against West Ham. They had their chances. They well, didn't take And them, that's but... what they need to do because in some games now, when, with the bad defence, they've sort of gone, oh, crap. And they and they are just conceding goals and not scoring any. Whereas they actually have a bit going forward. And I think that Ranieri needs to to remind them of that as well. Yes, he needs to to, to shore up that defence for Corona, but he also needs to say, but remember, you can actually go forward and well, express yourself. What Pete's implied there is, is absolutely correct. I was just, just looking now against West Ham, they lost 2 0 at home. They had 16 shots to West Ham six, they had fifty six percent possession, eighty mm-hmm. percent pass success, better than um, West Ham's. Mm. Twice That's a defence, isn't it? That twice is as defense. many dribbles, won more aerial battles than um, the West Ham did, and still got beat 2-0. Two, two yeah, well, but that shows you that maybe they're, that they're beginning to, to to show a bit more attacking flair. Because, I mean, away to Cardiff, for example, Cardiff just battered them. Hmm. But what was it, 4-1 or something like that? It was absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Fulham have Newcastle away, of course. Then they've got Wolves at home, Huddersfield at home, then Arsenal away. The next three games for, for Fulham are absolutely crucial because other sides down there are beginning to pick up the odd point or three here and there. Fulham are not. And so against the, the next three games, um, they won't be favourites at Newcastle away. They won't be favourites for, for Wolves at home. They'll mm, Huddersfield at home. That 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 is a huge one. But they need they need say at least five three. Points, yeah. You'd think four, five. maybe five. You know they really do need something uh, in the next bit. Um, before we we go to our best bet, um, what did you make of uh, Dennis Wise's uh, quote recently? 
Peter, Mike Ashley's he's mate. Popular up there, isn't he? That's what yeah, I mean, yeah. he was recently asked about Big Mike uh, selling the club and why I said, I don't think he will give it to someone who will strip the club. He'll only hand it over to someone who is obviously going to take it in another direction and pile some money in and make it happen for Newcastle. It's good mm. to know that the club is in good hands. Yeah, it's hard to remove the copper pipes that have already been removed <laughs> yeah. from a derelict uh, building, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, Mike Ashley is not good at fake news, is he? <laughs> it's like, who's saying it? Is it Dennis Wise? Yeah, I, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's enough. Yeah. Uh-huh. We kind of know oh, where You've given that's... me an image of Mike Ashley on top of a church roof stealing all the copper. Not copper. Mm-hmm. Whatever oh, it is. What they there. call the lightning. Uh, is that lead? Lead. Yeah, yeah. Lead. Stealing yeah, lead off yeah. the roof. Yeah. Maybe get Don't poison. give it to someone who'll strip the club. Mike no. wouldn't do that. No. no. Mike wouldn't do that. He's too busy stripping it himself. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle are currently rated as an 11 to 2 shot to go down this season. £10 with bet 365 returns, £65, including stake, should they drop through that trapdoor. Mm. They'll be all right. I think oh, they will as well, actually. I think they will be. I think they will. But while you're there, Luke, what's our best bet with Bet365? Step forward, Mr. Dan Coleman. Oh. Um, after our last best better flew far too close to the sun. And he says the following. Um, hello to you, Dan. He says, I fancy the Speller Donaldson Derby this week. Yeah. As Fulham travel to Newcastle. And Big Mitro is reunited with the manager that didn't believe in him. In typical Newcastle <laughs> style, I fancy an ex-player to once again get a goal at St. James's Park. But... I reckon that Newcastle will have enough to bring home the three points. Mm. Therefore, using Bet365's Bet Builder to get odds of 17 to 2 on Mitro to score at any time, but Newcastle to win. Oh, good one. Bring mm. home £475 for Prostate Cancer UK. So that is Mitro like to it. score at any time, yeah. but Newcastle to win the game, um, which will um, bring £475 in for Prostate Cancer UK on odds of 17 to 2 with Bet365. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, there is BeGambleAware.org on your computer. Nice one, Danny, baby. All right, then, it's time for Going for Gold. So, the heat is on and the time is right. It's time for you, for you to play the game. Cause people are coming, everyone's trying. Trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the stakes are so high. We're all going for going for gold. That uh, theme tune was uh, conceived and written and produced by um, Chopin. No, it wasn't. No, it was by the guy who did... Uh, what's his name again, Jim? It was uh, Hans Zimmerman. That's it, it, Hans Zimmer. It was Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Um, John Mayer. Stop this. John Mayer uh, has come up with these clues. Thank you, John Mayer. Doing my work. Uh, he's. Uh, oh, no, hang on. That's a lie. His name is Nick. But his email address is John Mayer. The plot thickens. What's going on here? Is this a new series of Broadchurch? Oh... Um, I was born on the 24th of March, 1984, in Arras, France. Sorry, oh, can you Arras. repeat that? Sorry, Peter. Should have been listening. I should have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you heard the music. Just you insist it. on the music. Just repeat the question. I was born on the 24th of March, 1984, in Arras, France, which I presume is pronounced Arras. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. I'm going to go for, is it um, Claude McAlealy? Incorrect. Stop. Machi Debushi. Incorrect. Nice, nice guess, though. Nice. Yeah. nice, Jim. Nice profile. Similar I profile. made my professional debut with Lyon in March 2004, coming off the bench to help secure a 1-0 victory over PSG. Sorry, what was the team? Lyon. 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 Lens. L-E-N-S. <laughs> nothing. I've got nothing. Right, carry on. Carry on. <clears throat> I was capped 34 times for my country, scoring zero goals. Stop. Hatton Ben Arfa? Incorrect. Stop. Is it Michael Essien? Incorrect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Have you had a guess yet, Marcus? No, no, no. no. Mm. I haven't disgraced myself just yet. 
I have not dirtied your shorts. Um, <laughs> I have played. Oh, I have. I have <laughs> just inside. I have played exclusively in the Premier League, the Championship, and League One, making over hundred Premier League appearances, uh, scoring just four goals. All right. Okay. That's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. The heat is on. So the heat is on. <laughs> so, I really. I've got nothing here. No, me either. Oh. You say Premier League, Championship, and what else? League One. Oh, okay. I thought you said League One. I thought that'd be curious. Curious. <laughs> I carry, I've got nothing, so you, you he, carry, he, as far as I'm concerned, you can carry on. He played like it sometimes. Uh, a former manager of mine claimed that I wanted to pursue a career in pornography, which I later denied. Oh, I think that's, that's oh, a big clue. I remember this. Who was it? I remember this. Ah, oh, that's so annoying. So, the porn is on. Not Gibriel Season. Incorrect. No. Stop. Is it Patrice Everett? Incorrect. No. Oh, come on. Who is it? Everyone listening is going to know this now. Oh, that is so annoying. <laughs> Jim, come on, son. Bail us out here. <laughs> He's one of the more interesting players. Yeah. yeah. I started in the 2009 League Cup final and held Cristiano Ronaldo to no goals and no assists. Stop. League Cup final. Stop. It's not uh, William Gallas, is it? No, it's not. No. This is so annoying. <laughs> God, it's... I'm sorry, everybody. I don't apologise to the listeners. It's on the tip They're of slugs, my... man. They're little slugs. <laughs> you know. It's what, Jim? It's on the tip of something. Yeah. Okay. Carry was, on, Jim. Was... But you've got to carry on. I am. Uh, I currently ply my train in France uh, for Mets, and my former clubs include Long, Tottenham, QPR, and Saint-Étienne. Oh, stop. Ben White has to recall to. Correct! Well done, Marcus. I haven't wanted one of them for ages. Good man. He plays ball for the money. It was yeah, the, yeah. I remember the, the when he denied being a porn star. Yeah, I also remember yeah. him standing so, in the crowd at QPR. Carry don't on. Don't interrupt this. So, the heat is on and the time is right. It's time for you, but you to play our game. Cause people are coming, everyone's trying. Trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the stakes are so high. Nick. <laughs> Nick says uh, when he first started supporting Spurs, he was his favourite player. There we go. Is that wrong with that? Yeah, ah, a little fair. Uh, it's quite interesting. It's quite a rich scene. And um, people who got into um, supporting football teams for kind of strange players. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. Ben Sakota was famously went on record saying he didn't enjoy playing football That's particularly. Right. He wanted to be a DJ, etc., etc. There we go. He did. Yeah, he, was it Harry Redknapp who was in mm. charge at the time? Said he never knows who we're playing. He just turns up. Yeah, yeah. Someone I, said that about Lionel Messi, and I thought. That can't be true. No, no. Because I think he to... could. Well, the thing is, that Harry Redknapp saying that basically means we do no prep on the opposition. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's your yeah. job to tell. So are you trying to tell me like Messi turns up to the new camp and goes, "Oh, is it a classico? Is it?" Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. And then you're right about the, doing the prep on the. Unless opposition. he just doesn't remember. But I mean, mm. yeah, it's I think Rob Green's another one, isn't he? He wasn't is that particularly right? into football. Prefers uh, cricket. I think. My really? friend Bill supports. He's not from the area. He's from London, but he supports Sheffield Wednesday because he and as a kid he just loved Chris Waddle. Yeah, that's what, then, that's right. Yeah, as, that's, as, that was as one an, of the reasons why I, I, I but, think I talked about. But that. as an adult, though, you, obviously as a kid, you don't realise the sort of logistical nightmare it's going to become when you actually <laughs> yeah. want to go to games as an adult because you've got to go to Sheffield every yeah. other week. Yeah, yeah, very true. There we go. No one wants to go to Sheffield. No, Sheffield's a lovely place. I don't yeah. mean to just besmirch the good name of that fine city, the well, steel want, city. Well, if yes. you want to either tell us about um, weird players that got you into your football team or to have a, a go at Luke about the steel city, it's <laughs> shortthefootballramble.com. <laughs> or sorry about calling you slugs earlier. I was in the heat at the moment, guys. Mm. Well, the heat is on. Yeah, exactly. But the time wasn't right because you should have waited for the mics when, to turn off. But when you got when, when you got Benoit Esuakoto there, as soon as you said it, I knew it was right. Yes. It was one of those ones, wasn't one it? One of those yeah. ones. One of those ones, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the preview show sponsored by Bet365. Um, 
back next Thursday. Yeah, we're back on the twenty. No, we're back on the twenty eighth. Mm. Oh, twenty eighth, uh, which is sorry. a Friday, right? Because um, of the way the calendar is at Christmas, you've got a, a, a twelve rounds of Christmas special every day at, now, up to including Christmas Eve. Mm. And we'll be back on the twenty eighth, so we'll see you then. Thanks for your support throughout the year, uh, and hope you have a lovely Christmas. Have a bloody lovely Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Say goodbye, Lukey. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. Bye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Bye. It's goodbye from me. Merry Christmas. Was a Radio production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.